0: Welcome to the Common Good Podcast, where change agents, social innovators, faith leaders, business leaders, community activists come together at the intersection of remembering, belonging, and a local sense of place. I'm your host, Troy Bronsing, from The Hive in Cincinnati, Ohio. The framework for our conversations is the relationship of three scholars whose uh, life's work have shaped and informed one another. Walter Brueggemann, Peter Block, and John McKnight are notable thought leaders in their own rights, But at this point in their careers, their work has begun to uh, shape the others. In fact, their friendship really becomes almost a model for how the common good shows up in local, tangible, relational ways. Walter Brueggemann is a highly published biblical scholar whose work is at that intersection of remembering text and the subversive ways that the prophetic imagination relates to empire. Peter Block is a scholar that has worked at the intersection of community organizing and belonging and consulting and really the structure of how uh, relationships take place. And they're joined by John McKnight, who is both the kind of innovator and founder of asset-based community development and speaks with real specific ways over the course of his career about the importance of place and relationship and the way that gifts show up in very personal ways in our community.
1: Getting to the scale for our humanity can be revealed and you have made so clear to me how what I'm really talking about and and had inadequate understanding is the world of the personal it isn't until you get to a certain scale that the personal can appear it's just like an equation I just see it all of your work I missed it. I mean, <laughs> I just missed it.
0: <laughs> each episode of this first season will be conversations between these three, uh, in some ways, kind of grumpy old men. These visionaries who uh, can complete each other's sentences, are gregarious and also humble in the way that their work has informed one another. We'll be dropping in on conversations they have and just kind of grabbing some morsels here and there. To start today's episode, we're going to jump off with an invitation that uh, our producer, Joey, uh Frame to them, asking uh, Peter, Walter, and John how they uh, identify with these kind of key points of remembering and belonging and place. We're in uh, Peter's kitchen around his table. You can hear some of the wind from the outside, and um, we begin with Peter's response.
2: You know, I can comment on yours, Walter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lift the burden from your shoulders. <laughs> And that I, when I ask myself what uh, what attracts me to your way of thinking, and in, in addition to the friendship, is you gave me a memory. I thought I was a modern man, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was I came out of nothing, yeah, and I yeah. created my life out of nothing. Yeah. And and uh, when you talked about and do talk about these. Sacred old stories, and I can identify with it. I can identify, you know, uh, being a Jew in Egypt. I can also identify with being Pharaoh. To me, that's not a big leap.
3: That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) right.
2: (laughs) You don't argue against patriarchy most of your life unless you're good at it. (laughs) Look at Joseph. (laughs) Right. And I just felt that it gave me a memory. I have a history now. Yeah. I am born of yeah. uh, a time in which you speak so uh, yeah. efficiently and this is Walter speaking you well, could we... say
3: that what the devil wants
2: to do is to talk us out of our memory yes why would the devil want to do that why would you be an advocate for remembering well I think um,
3: I think without memory uh, one is completely exposed to the pressures of the greed system so in Deuteronomy it says uh, when you come into the promised land with all of its vineyards and water and wheat and barley take heed lest you forget because if you the way, the way it's put there if you forget uh, you will return to Egypt that is you will be back in bondage so that tradition it's everything depends on remembering which of course the jews then
1: yeah.
3: took over and the I, jews
2: worked hard to keep that
3: that's right going didn't right. they that's right and i don't, i don't know whether you know the story of zacchaeus in the in the gospel of luke but uh, Jesus sees this This guy climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus. And uh, Jesus addresses, he's a tax collector for Rome. He's exploiting Jews, he's a Jew, but he's exploiting Jews to send money to Rome and then he skims off the top of it. He gets his interest or his surplus. That's right. And they have this conversation, but at the end of the conversation, Jesus says to him, you are a son of Abraham. And what he's, what he's doing is giving him back his rootage and memory Story, yeah. that he had forgotten. He had to forget it yeah. in order to sign on with the Roman Empire. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a perfect case study <laughs> in what happens with amnesia. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Usury is, is that's a form right. of forgetting also. That's right, yeah. that's right. Yep. In fact, I can make well, money on money, which is the ultimate forget-about right. electronic relationships. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know, That's right. The, 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 now, most of the money is made on money money.
3: That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, neighborly relationships are sacrificed through the process of monetization. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: And you would say the monetization is the loss of memory. Well, I would say the loss of memory
3: permits it. Permits it. Yeah, yeah. Because memory, uh, the kind of memory we're talking about, uh, gives one restraint in the presence of one's neighbors. And when that memory that restrains is gone, then you can devour your neighbor by tax cuts.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Then the devil
1: has her way. That's right,
3: that's right. <laughs> Yep.
1: And John's jumping in now Memory also uh, is a source Of uh, Useful knowledge And humility I uh, Somebody said to me How did you end up this way And I'm, I didn't think a second I said well I'm a McKnight uh, How do I know I had a story mm-hmm. Uh Seventeen. I got when when I went to North or was admitted Northwestern. Fraternities and sororities started sending me letters of, come and you know, pledge we can do this stuff. I never considered it. Why? Because the (laughs) Knights believed that secret societies were evil. I got that from the Bible, but I got it from our history. Right. Right. And. so it trans. the story is tr- it does a lot of things, but it transfers knowledge that is useful. Right. And to, to this day, the most predatory experience young people could have is in our fraternities. I mean, what's going on there? It's just, yeah. You know, yeah. Just a constant fight to keep keep the evil down by right, <laughs> my, right, my right. administrators, the visible evil. <laughs> yes, right,
2: right,
3: right.
1: So, what's wow. your uh,
2: sense of place? How do you respond to
1: uh, that framing? Uh, I'm not sure. I just want that to
2: be my. How, what language would what would be a more precise
1: way of uh, local, local. Personal. Yeah. The scale, uh, getting to the scale where our humanity can be revealed. And you have made so clear to me how what I'm really talking about and, and had inadequate understanding is the world of the personal. Mm-hmm. It isn't until you get to a certain scale that the personal can appear. It's just like an equation. And I just see in all of your work, you know, I missed it. I mean, <laughs> I just missed it. <laughs> and, and now I see how much more being conscious of the personal brings into relationship building. I've never, I'm screwed, I would have gotten this far without it, but it's a great, great contribution.
2: Uh, I think what you say about local is walkable, reachable, touchable, sensible. Sensible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think where the place comes in is the, it's the only, where else do you find it? Yeah. And you need to be grounded and located somewhere. I think the place here yes. is not that the place matters, but it's a it's a locating device for you. And right, the neighborhood language. I mean, that's how you found us with John's neighborhood language. That's right. That's and, exactly. And, and that's I would exactly say so. the neighborhood is big enough. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's big enough. You know, I do. Yep. I would put gifted, gift-mindedness if I was going to have to put something on your name <laughs> <Put> it <laughs> yes. On John's. Yeah. That. That was life-changing for me. Overall, was, I would too. Was was the yeah. gift-mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to the deficiency yeah. of, uh, what of put, affection I always had for deficiency what would you put for yourself uh, I think belonging is a good word for me yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I wrote the community book I'm glad I thought of the title structure of belonging that's yeah. my love of discipline yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and my, uh, my pornography has been that if you follow these practices, you're going to get closer to people, and if you don't, and I think I know what those practices are. Yeah. And you're right. And, <laughs> and I, I've we discovered don't know. that. Well, I'm just saying that you can do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And some people experience it, though, as artificial, as forced intimacy. Well, of course. And so yeah. that's yeah. the ambivalence about it. But you never want to pay attention to some people. <laughs> <laughs> the one, that's great. The ones who that, that is really great. great. <laughs> I, it took me decades to, <laughs> learn, to learn that. Because <laughs> <laughs> wherever I was, I always picked the most stubborn, resistant person, and thought that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I wasted years, years of my life. Right. <laughs> Fighting we'll with the, the devil. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And, and, and at some point, I learned to say, "When the devil spoke, good point." point.
1: Yes, <laughs> right. no. I've noticed you, that Yes, yes, you, you may be right. I, yeah. Yes, yeah. But
2: be careful! I'm going to take your side. side. <laughs> that, yeah. that is, that's my form of violence. Well, you you know fun. the
3: the movie A Wonderful Life? Did you see that in the paper this morning? No. Have an op-ed piece on Wonderful Life. Uh, that it's the perfect Christmas movie of course it is but the guy said I've seen it so many times I started rooting for the banker
0: <laughs> you've been listening to the common good podcast a conversation at the intersection of remembering belonging and place our conversation picks back up in Peter Block's kitchen with John McKnight and Walter Brueggemann sitting together around the table. In the background is a bunch of the art that Peter has collected over the years, including these painted masks that look like they're uh, like handmade and from uh, a variety of places around the world. Peter poses a question about the way that this alternative narrative is performed, this act of neighboring is performed. We're going to drop right back into the conversation
2: now. Now, But I want to check something out first. So when people ask me about things or your work or what we're doing together, I always have the alternative to Pharaoh's Egypt, to a predatory economy. I'm getting clear as time goes on how this economic system produces by design social injustice, social inequity. And I like the word equity better than justice, because justice sounds like something you have to go to court. Yeah. To talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or <laughs> equity, you go to the bank. Yeah. That's the equity. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I, I like the, I like idea, the idea of the going difference. to the yeah. bank. Right. Yeah. right. All right. Yep. And, uh, and, I, and so the neighborliness, the wilderness, is no visible means of support. And that's what we're calling neighborliness. I'm sorry. That's neighborliness. We yes. say, "What's there?" Yes. And and, I'm, and the idea, instead of the mana from heaven, which it may still be coming from heaven, and God, we trust, is on our dollar right. bill. Right. Uh, we will find in this hospitality, generosity, reciprocity, whatever, with all that we need to for our well-being. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's. And so what we're what I'm interested in, uh, I asked you once, Walter, what's the journey like? What's the transformation like? What's the methodology of this transformation? Yeah. And I remember your answer. You probably have a different one now. Uh-huh. But you said dance. Oh. Did I? You did. You <laughs> said, well, that was, in, that was inspired. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can take it back if you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Illich had that same answer to me. Him. he he would say, this is one of those things where you have to learn John to dance with the devils. Now he got this because in Mexican <laughs> villages it's a very common holiday in which people you may yeah have, have, have devil's masks. these are all
2: de- the, the, the pictures of the devil on, yeah. the, on the
1: wall yeah and they have in the center of the village square they're wearing the devil's masks, and the devils are, are you know evil and aggressive. And the people stand on the outside in a circle, and then people dash in and do a quick dance. And people figure out all kinds of ways of dancing with, with these devils. And, and he used that as he thought. So the, what
2: would that mean now? Uh, are we dancing with the devil in this conversation? Well, what, what's the, what does the devil
1: mean in a contemporary term? Well, what he's, I mean, the devil is there. This is this is tragedy. Is the is there? How do we deal with with that? That is the nature, unha- the unhappy nature, necessarily of being human. Of being human, right? And that is we learn to dance with the devil. Is the way we we uh, the the trouble is. We think the devil can be changed. I think he's not thinking. You know, just these these villagers yeah. are not thinking. They're changing the devil. They're learning to live with the devil, differently.
3: So, what what I what I get in my mind, and I don't know if this is right at all. But I want to check it. That that the dance would would be an act of. Teasing and defiance I, in front yes. of the devil—is that—is yeah, yes. that right?
1: I think so. That's the way I saw yeah, it. I yeah. Wrong. Yeah.
3: So uh, I think if you, if you think
1: <laughs> that the
3: predatory economic system, yeah. uh, I, I think what the devil wants to do is to talk us out of our humanness, <laughs> and then the predatory economic system is one articulation of the devil, devil that wants to talk us out of our humanness and our capacity to be neighbors. Yes. Yeah. So when we have acts or conversations or imaginations about neighborliness, yeah. we are we are dancing defiantly in front of the devil yeah. uh, saying we will not permit the devil. Yeah. To define
1: the way we live. We are not afraid of you. That's correct. That's that's one of the things they say. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. You, you're not going to control our lives. That's we right. We learn how to dance with you. You're here. That's, right. yeah, you know,
2: that's right. Yep. Yep. I uh, like that. Goethe's you know, uh, Faust.
0: For those who aren't familiar, Goethe's Faust is this epic novel about a man who makes a deal with the devil, um, basically exchanging his... Uh, Soul for unlimited knowledge and for worldly pleasures.
2: So Faust uh, needed the devil, and you, th- you think Faust was wanted power, wanted sexuality with Gretchen, whatever. That, in, in one version, that's not what he wanted. What he wanted was economic development for the well-being <laughs> of all. Oh. <laughs>
1: that's good. <laughs>
2: and he had he had the whole. Thing put together on the coastline all right i don't know it was resorts vacation homes you know, uh, multi-use properties but there was one couple who owned the lighthouse and they refused to sell and so he goes to the devil and he says the whole thing is dependent on getting this property otherwise all my good works will be for naught and the devil says do you want me to do something about that and he says yes i do and the devil goes off and comes back in three hours. He says, the land is yours. That was quick. And uh, he said, what did you do? Oh, we killed the people and stole the land. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You killed, you killed that couple? And the, and the devil says something, you know, better than I can say it, but that's you developers that way. You want your noble outcomes, but you want to wash your hands of doing anything <laughs> the wrong. <dirty> part. <laughs> the dirty. Yeah, I, I just love that. Yeah, because it's so contemporary. Yeah, you know?
3: that's right.
0: This has been the Common Good Podcast, a conversation at the intersections of place and belonging and remembering. You can learn more about the work of Peter and John and Walter, uh, as well as the uh, Common Good Fellowship and uh, daily uh, food for thought emails at commongood.cc. Common Good is a collaborative production of The Hive, a center for contemplation, art, and action, and common change, eliminating personal economic isolation. We're produced by myself, Troy Bronsink, as well as uh, the very talented and highly time invested Joey Taylor. Uh, music is written and produced by Jeff Gorman. We look forward to more conversations ahead. And whatever you do, don't forget the timeless advice of best selling author Dr. Walter Brueggemann.
3: But you never want to pay attention to some people.